Hello. Hey, everyone. Hey, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. It's been a minute. It has <laughs> things to do. Yeah, it's been it's been busy, but I I this these last two episodes are really really good, and I have I want to talk about it a lot. But I want to start with you because you watched episode two alone, um, and so like let's why don't you kick things off and like run through episode two how you remember it, and we'll start from there. Um, I think maybe you should kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> Because when you talk, it'll spur my memory. <laughs> okay. So, episode two, um, I think there's a few big things that I want to really make sure we discuss. Um, the first being uh, Isaiah Bradley. Well, I mean, so the episode kicks off and we're introduced to John Walker and he does the Good Morning America, whatever, like, they're military's marketing team is like get like you know like introduce yourself blah 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 um and he just looks like a dweeb and i don't like him but whatever i don't really care for him either (laughs) maybe i'll like him later but i don't like him now sorry i kind of feel the same as bucky like sam you gave up why'd you give up the shield yeah i I totally like sorry kurt russell but you're just your son's not doing it for us (laughs) um (laughs) But uh, he does this whole Good Morning America thing, whatever. We're supposed to, like, buy into his just, like, oh, he's, like, the average, every ordinary citizen, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then Sam and Bucky end up hooking up, and Bucky's like, why do you suck? And Sam's like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they they go on that mission together, and uh, I've got a – so I have a confession to make on this episode. And it's really stupid and means nothing. It'll go nowhere. But I am a big Sam Bucky shipper, I think. Do you know what a shipper is, Mom? No, educate me. (laughs) Yeah, so basically (laughs) when you ship people in a show, it's basically people you think that there's a romantic connection towards or that you would like to have a romantic connection with. And when Bucky and Sam are rolling through the meadow together after (laughs) Sam saves him from getting his ass kicked, I was just like, oh. I was like, Marvel's such a tease. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I just, it's, that's my confession and it's really stupid, but it was, that was the highlight of the episode for me. Um, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I knew you wouldn't be a big fan, but. Another um, one of those could have gone forever without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, there's a cool. Um, they had that cool action sequence. We're introduced t- kind of to the Flag Smashers in episode two, yeah. um, which is led by Carly Morgenthau, who is a new character into the MCU. Um, the Flag Smashers, the organization, has kind of been reworked from what it is in the comics. In the comics, the Flag Smashers is an actual person. Um, his name's the Flag Smasher. Uh, but he, they have the same philosophy that, you know, countries without borders is how the world should function and we should all act as though we're one people and not divide ourselves and blah 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 so it's like an altruistic goal which on paper sounds really nice like yeah we in theory should probably be more like that um but obviously their methods you know don't necessarily justify uh their ideals right so we're kind of introduced to them um they're super soldiers so that kind of triggers Sam and Bucky because Steve was a super soldier. Um, 
And because of that, they're like, well, we have no leads. And that's when we get introduced to Isaiah Bradley. So um, Bucky takes him to Isaiah, who is the elderly black man. Um, I think in yes. Philly is where they are. No, no, I think I, I'm wrong. I don't know where they're at, but, you know, it's supposed to represent the down and out part of America. Yeah. Um so they go and they have that really cool I really liked that setting because Sam has that really cool interaction with the kids and he's because the kids like hey it's Black Falcon and he's like Black right. Falcon and he's like I'm not I'm just Falcon and he's like no my daddy says Black Falcon and he's like why cuz I'm black and I'm the Falcon he's like what does that make you black kid and <laughs> I was like that was just a perfect interaction um with uh the kids which obviously they're kind of honing into what has been going on in real life yeah they're i think they're trying to talk about race in a really uh uh proactive and like healthy way which i thought right i thought was really cool but then they kind of get to well we're jumping ahead a few minutes but in the next part in the episode right we meet isaiah bradley and um his grandson um, so this is a huge scene, and I think this is one you had questions on, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he, where do, where does he come into play, like, years ago? Like, what, that's where I guess I was just like, yeah. how did he, how did Sam know, I mean, they all were in jail, but that's not how Bucky knew him, not Sam, I meant Bucky. No, yeah, so... He's first of all, he's a character we first met in this episode, so he's never been in any of the movies. But okay. so when Bucky was the Winter Soldier, he was obviously an assassin by Hydra. They brainwashed him, all this stuff. So right. one of his targets, I think, was Isaiah, or he had a target and Isaiah was stopping him. But Isaiah Bradley, oh, basically, okay. after Steve Rogers was the Super Soldier, all of these people around the world tried to recreate. Um, the same serum to make their own super soldiers and America after Steve Rogers tested on tested serums on African-American men. Um, and it was kind of, it's, it's a storyline that's in the comics, but it's meant to draw attention to like things that actually did happen to people of color um, who were viewed as less in those times uh, in, you know, history and kind of like the cruelty of that and then isaiah goes like i was the only one to survive those tests which in the comics he is and he becomes a captain america but america didn't acknowledge him as captain america basically and he was hidden from the public eye he wasn't celebrated but he went on all these missions and fought for the country and did all of these great things so he met bucky and intercepted him and they had a fight and that's why Isaiah's like well I ripped his arm off his robotic arm at the time and he's like I just wanted to see if he got a new one because that's why he lets oh. Bucky in okay so that's how my own opinions yeah because it's it's represents truly what has happened in a, not just America all over the world yeah anyway no, Sorry, it's I'm not no, it, deep. I don't I can't go deep. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's supposed to. I think episode two is definitely the deepest episode because they've Marvel has said that they've really their one of their goals moving forward is to be to tell stories that are relevant to today and to really talk about diversity and 
um, grace and be inclusive and all that stuff. And I think this episode wanted us to go deep. They didn't really like expand too much on it where the audience are just supposed to understand, Mm -hmm. but like, it is horrible. Like what they did to him. And that's why Sam gets so mad and they, they leave the house and they start fighting because Sam's like, how could you not tell me there was a black captain America that America hit? Like, how cool is that to that man? Because Isaiah obviously has suffering through some trauma or PTSD. And in episode three, Zemo even references, he's like semi-stable or not Zemo, the professor Naval or whatever um, says like a semi-stable serum and he's referencing Isaiah. So something happened to him and he's like, how could you not tell me like this? That's cruel. That's horrible. And Bucky's like, I, Steve didn't know. I couldn't tell Steve because Steve had gone through so much already. I didn't want another burden on him. And Bucky I th- went through a lot. Bucky did go through a lot. I well, really like him. Poor guy. I like Bucky too. And I think what's what's cool is that through Isaiah, we see kind of part of the reason why Sam was like, America's not ready for like a black Captain America. He's like, this is like why I didn't do it. He was like, clearly okay. like you're proving me right. Right. And like, that's why he gets so impassioned. But then we have Marvel's next big thing and the cops show up because he's, they're fighting. Right. And he's like, Oh my gosh, what's happening? And Sam's like, I'm not going to show him my ID. We are having a conversation. But the other guy gets hauled up. Bucky gets hauled off. Exactly. So they kind of, they do a really good job of balancing like this is a big issue that happens in our country currently with racial Mm -hmm. profiling and you know when oftentimes like look at these two guys the more dangerous of the two was the white guy and Mm -hmm. he probably should have been stopped because he missed a court like he missed a therapy session (laughs) so which which is another in my opinion big problem in america it's like oh we're gonna spend money you're going to haul a guy in and when cops should be doing real work and you're going to haul a guy in for missing a therapy session. Right. I, but why don't you try calling him first? You know, I mean that, but that's also highlighting here's where our flaws are in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, which would to be fair or to be in my point of view, it's how lazy Americans are, but I probably just offended a bunch of people by saying that. But sorry, that's just really how I feel. And I was like, and if you don't feel that way, you should probably spend more time outside of this country. There's my little pitch. <laughs> hey, I, there's a reason we hire immigrants because they work a lot harder than Americans. Damn, lots of confessions this episode. Lots of hot takes. We <laughs> sorry. No, if don't. If you don't like it, it's just how I feel. And I have lived for anybody that doesn't know me outside of this country for four years and spend a lot of time outside of this country traveling. So I do feel like I have a little bit of, I, I can, I have, I can say that mm-hmm. because um, I've witnessed it and I've seen it. And um, I can promise you everyone that, that most immigrants that move here, they work 10 times harder than any American yeah. ever. And that doesn't make them any less American either because this country is right. founded on they're, immigrants. They're doing the jobs that all of the Americans feel that they're too good for. Though. I can't do that. Yeah. Which, sorry, there's my little, yeah, if you all wonder, I I have issues with some, I have issues with America. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I'm that's I'm proud what's... to be an American. I'm proud of what we stand for. I'm proud of what, 
you know, what we're supposed to stand for. But I feel that a lot of people don't understand that and don't, don't, um, don't represent what our forefathers wanted for this country. Mm. Well, and our forefathers, to be fair, were in a different era and they couldn't have predicted necessarily how things would change. So it's, it's irresponsible to kind of put on our shoulders of the forefathers when like we should evolve past that also. Because they, you know, when they wrote the Constitution, they didn't write it for, like, every person. They did it for white men. <laughs> so, True. True. so it's also important to keep that in mind. But, hey, a lot of flaws in this country. A oh. lot of flaws. And I'm not saying there aren't flaws. There's a lot of flaws in a lot of countries. But I am American, so. Right. I, but I think I that's what... a lot of areas we could grow in. And I hope that we do as a country because we need to. But I think that's what's important about, like, this episode in particular in this series is that they're trying to be like hey like there's you know even the even the best of us have issues and i totally respect it yeah captain america is supposed to be this like symbol of like justice but like there's also a lot of other weight behind that and so absolutely i think that you know at the end of this sorry guys i deviated didn't mean to but that was my little no 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 (laughs) you're good and i think uh i think that's what you know, the episode wants to, like, kind of, like, get across, and at the end of the episode, like, we're kind of left with, well, where do we go now? And Bucky and Sam hatch their plan uh, to go talk to Zemo, um, and then we kind of see a little bit of John Walker's, like, darker tendencies, where he's like, stay out of my way. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, so uh, that takes us right into episode three, where we get that we get we actually got a commercial with this series which i thought was funny but for the grc um oh yeah yeah what are you talking about yeah now i yeah (laughs) yeah i thought i only thought that after i watched it today again but i was like oh yeah i guess this was a commercial (laughs) but uh um i you know i i i really like the conversation that this in particular is talking about like with relief efforts um because I think there's a lot of organizations that have altruistic motives, but really poor execution and oversight for them, especially in a lot of like third world countries mm-hmm. that are suffering. And, you know, this episode talks a lot about uh, overpopulated uh, refugee camps or um, and how like there's an overflow of sick there and um, really, really fascinating stuff. So I, uh, yeah, it, we kind of start with that commercial, and then who do we see but, like, the new Captain America breaking down the door of someone right. who's trying to help these refugees. Um, he has, I think in this instance, even though he's helping people who are, like, going too far, I mm-hmm. I think he means well, and he believes in, like, what the end goal is, not necessarily the execution, but Captain America is not seeing him as a person. He's seeing him as like a criminal. <laughs> no, bless you. And uh, he sees him as a criminal. And that I think is, I think that's the biggest difference is Steve Rogers, Captain America always saw yes. people first. He yes. didn't see problems. And I think John Walker has been trained to see problems yes. and find solutions. Yeah. Like Captain, um, yeah. Yeah, I told I yes, I agree with you. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. And then we kind of get back to Sam and Bucky and I I really like how that whole scene plays out. They're like talking and he's talking to Zemo and then we cut back to them later and he's like, um, 
and Sam was super, super funny this episode. I <laughs> like they're talking and he's like, well, he's if we break him out, he's going to mess with our heads. And he's like, you more so than me. He's like, no offense. And then Bucky's <laughs> like, offense. <laughs> um, which I thought was just so great. And then um, and then he was like, what if we do this? He's like, do you think the, Facond- the Wakandans are going to forget? And he's like, rhetorical question. They didn't. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. And for your background, Mom, just so you are aware of why the Wakandans are, like, upset, is because Zemo killed their former king of state at the UN. Okay. So he, because he was giving a and speech that's why about... He kept saying, that's why he says to her at the end, I wondered when you were going to show up. Yeah, because the Wakandans, like, have, you know, they hold their grudges, they don't forget, and... <laughs> They're like, Mm-mm, which is also no, no. super, sim- you know, sim- symbolizes today, you know, what's going on in the world. So, yeah, exactly. So it, uh, so that was kind of funny. Um, and then like Bucky's like, well, let me give you a hypothetical. And Sam's like, oh crap. And he's like, what'd you do? And he's like, well, I didn't do anything. And then they go through that whole like, he's like, this is what the problem with the prison is. He's like, this is the weakness, and it's the people. I like that he said not software, it's the meatware. And I was like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) But uh, I um, I didn't catch that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so then he's pointing out the flaws, and Zemo's breaking out, and then he enters the chat, and uh, they kind of form this really unlikely uh, trio. Which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, I still don't like it. No, I don't I'm like it. I'm so either. afraid of what's gonna happen. Bucky's been through so much, and I'm afraid he's gonna he's try and do something to pull him back in. And oh, I know. Like, has he had enough therapy? Or has he had? Because I don't know when you're trained. I mean, he's trained and he's brainwashed, and I'm so yeah. afraid. Love that guy. <laughs> Poor Bucky. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know, but then there's like part of me that really likes Zemo in this episode because he's so funny and he's so dry, and he he does make some valid points, and I think that's what makes him a good villain. Is he's like, I mean, listen, he's like, there's problems with all of it. He was like, you gotta acknowledge that, and I think that's what Sam wrestles with. Is he's like, he knows what the problems are with superheroes and yeah. the ideals that they symbolize. Right. Okay. But yeah. I wasn't you know. sure what you were talking about, but then, it, yeah, I remember once Sam says that on the plane. Yeah. He was like, ooh. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I don't want to agree with this guy, but. <laughs> right. So it's a, it's definitely an interesting duo. And I also like the humor of like he's like so you've been rich this whole time yeah and he's like i'm a baron he was like you i was rich before i was royalty before you destroyed my country uh. and i'm like that's so funny <laughs> and can we talk a little bit about that poor old waiter that he has like is that it guy a waiter was... or is it an uncle or what is it like i, I guess he... i mean <laughs> i'm like is he family or is it like the royals who they kind of become family I think it's like that. Like, I think he's just like been like a servant who like worked with them for so long. But that guy's one foot in the grave. Yeah, like, are there worker like, laws? Okay, so go go to the fast. Go to the crown, and it's like the guy that basically raised um, Prince Charles. What was mm-hmm. his name? I can't remember his name right now. But he, like, you know, I mean, he he was family. He was basically his dad, so he was treated as such. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I no, I think it's about how it works, but 
I think it's like that. I just, I don't know. I was just watching it and I was only thinking, I was like, shouldn't this guy, like, does he have like a good, like, rehearse comp <laughs> plan? I was like, because that guy well, is guy's so been in jail old. for five years, so he hasn't had to do a whole lot. <laughs> That's true. He did have a five year break. Thank God. I he just I just felt so bad for the poor guy. I thought he was gonna die. <laughs> I was like, this guy's gonna die on screen. <laughs> he, mom, I was like, whew. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like that was they have their whole talk, and I think the airplane scene's great because they like they're talking about the book with like Bucky. Um, it's like I didn't I like that it was Steve's book first, and then Bucky took it to write his list of names yes um and then they have that whole line where they're talking about marvin gay and baron zemo's like he's like yeah he did so much for the african-american community and experience and culture and we cut to sam and sam's like i mean he's out of line but he's absolutely correct (laughs) (laughs) and i was like that's funny (laughs) like they just handled the balance of all of that so well and i think they handle the balance of talking about like race and stuff really well too with sam right um well and i i like that it how do i say this i'm so sick of being everything has to be politically correct um but that because we as as white people we are kind of told okay well you can't say that because you're not black Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I like that they're referencing like, okay, so how do we as white people start the conversation? Because we want to have it. We don't want to be ignorant. We don't want to be, you know, we want to understand. But if to even bring up this topic, if we're not black, it's like we're not, we can't because we're not black. Well, I think, okay, so I'm going to stop you before you get too dangerous. here. <laughs> well, but... no, I'm asking because I'm okay. Yeah. So I think what I was going to say was um, to this effect, I think it's like, okay to like have those conversations. And I think what the show handles so well is talking about this and where like Sam's like, hey, he's like, he's treading the line, Um, but he's like, he's correct. And I think like, that's what you have to like, like, I think that's the type of, I mean, it's the same thing with the LGBTQ community. Like, I don't know everything either, but I think it's, you know, it's just like, a simply asking or just being like hey i don't know or just like not being offended when someone's like hey like this offends me or like be careful um and i think in those instances is totally fine uh, but i agree i do think that that's an important conversation to have because you should know you should be okay having those conversations and figuring out how to have them you know but I don't think it's meant to shut people out. I think it's meant to be like, just, you know. No, I mean, I'm glad he, I'm glad he said it because I am one of those people that I just avoid all topics because I ins- open mouth, insert foot all the time. And anyone that knows <laughs> me, I'm the least racist person alive. Oh, absolutely. But I'm also ignorant at times. And I also just open mouth, insert foot. Like I don't. I forget things very easily. Times I scare myself so much that I think I am Alzheimer's. But so it's <sighs> like if I don't get it out immediately when I'm thinking it, there's a good chance I'm going to forget it. And so, right. but now I've gotten, especially in the last year, to where I, I don't, I'm afraid to even talk about anything. Right. Because I'm and... so afraid that it's going to be taken the wrong way, and I don't want it to be taken the wrong way, and I'm afraid to ask questions because. I'm afraid even by asking a question, I'm going to look, I'm going to upset somebody 
because yeah. I've said something wrong. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm a and I'm just I'm afraid to talk. Period. So yeah, I just sort of hunker down in my house and talk to nobody because it's safer that way. My dogs don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I get that. I think a lot of people get that, but I think it's you know I think it's just this is kind of off topic, but I. I think it's also on topic because I think that's what the show is trying to create. Yeah, it brought up but... a lot of it in this episode. I felt like the last episode, I felt like, well, both episodes, but um, yeah, I think it was supposed to spur this. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the, I think Marvel is doing a good job in that it's bringing up issues, but it's not, it's making them a focal point of the episode without saying like, this is the right way or this is the wrong way. I think it's trying to be like, this is like a big issue and we have to like talk about it. Right. And it's, it's presenting them in a way that it's just the experience, but not that it's just the experience. And like, this is the way it is and it'll never be better, but it's kind of like, no, this is what's happening and it's okay to acknowledge that. And then like, it's okay to move forward. Mm-hmm. And talk through those things. And I think that's what Bucky and Sam are doing. Is because, like, Bucky still is, like, a man out of time. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's even, like, in that scene, he's like, well, I like 40s music. And right. Sam's like, but how could you not love Marvin Gaye? Steve adored Marvin Gaye. And I think, you know, Bucky's just like, well, I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think, like, he's getting educated along with Sam. Um, and Bucky's also well-meaning, but he's still learning. And I, I think Sam handles it in a good way where he's, like, not belittling anyone, but he's just like, we need to talk about this. This is why this is an issue. Right. Um, and it's confronting those. And I think... And he's also in some way, in my, the way I see it, when he says, <laughs> you know, he goes, he's not wrong. He was like, he's toeing the line, but he's not wrong, where he's kind of saying, it's okay to, it's okay for us to have these conversations. And we understand that you you may not totally understand but i also acknowledge that you're not trying to be offensive you're not trying to be right you're just you're you're looking at it from your point of view or from how Mm. you've been raised and what you've been taught and it's not exactly correct because you didn't walk in our shoes however Right. You're not completely wrong either, and I'm 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 willing to look acknowledge that 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 you're trying. Right. It's like a it's he's try yeah. It's acknowledgement. I think is like the big thing, and just being like, hey, like we're all like learning, and yeah, no one's gonna be perfect, and it's just as long as you're consciously like trying, I think it's fine. Right. Right. We're all trying to work towards the same goal, even though that guy, the villain, he may not be. Well, we don't really know yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but he's willing to help them right now to stay out of jail. So <laughs> right, right. So I mean, I think, and that's I. Yeah, I agree. I think this is show is creating a lot of really positive conversations. So it's yeah, it's been enjoyable. Um, all right, moving forward in the show, <laughs> um, they after they have the conversation on the flight, they land in Mandrapore. So Mandrapore is. This is kind of like a big fun fact comics thing. Uh, But Mandrapur is a, they describe it as a, like a pirate city. Um, Like it's a lawless town. There's no rules, really no government oversight. Um, 
So in a lot of ways, it's kind of what the Flag Smashers are hoping to get to, but it's kind of like towards the extreme. It reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to say, it's like Tortuga (laughs) and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I totally, that's exactly what I was going to phrase it as. Um, But yeah, it's exactly like that. And, um, but it's also a big X-Men city. So it's like a place that shows up in the X-Men comics a lot. Oh, okay. um, And has significance to them. So it's kind of a nod towards them coming in the future um maybe not immediate but that's kind of one of the cool little tidbits that we get from that okay um but uh the city's cool it looks really vibrant i really liked the feel and then we see bucky pretending to be the winter soldier um to the extreme which is when you like you're like no bucky (laughs) yeah because i don't want him i feel like he's he's not deep enough in therapy yet to like really be able to handle that i don't know i just my heart goes out to bucky (laughs) yeah i get it i also like that that sam kind of compared it to skull island like uh the way they talked about it Uh which is like godzilla versus like got like where king kong's from and i was like oh my gosh i was like does sam watch godzilla versus kong (laughs) i was like that just came out i (laughs) so i thought that was really funny personally um but uh yeah, it was a cool little city, and they have a really cool moment, and then we meet, uh, they're having that conversation, and um, then we see Sharon Carter. Um, she kind of enters the chat and helps them out of a tough spot. Um, and again, because you had asked during the episode, who's Sharon? Uh, so Sharon... Yeah, I was very... Con- I, I was confused. Yeah, so Sharon first shows up in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um, she was assigned to keep an eye on Steve... Um, and then they kind of had like a little romantic tension in that movie. Um, and then she shows up again in Captain America Civil War and we find out, and this is comics accurate, she is the niece. Yeah, I remember her in the movie. Yeah, she's the niece of uh, Peggy Carter. And Peggy is the woman that Steve goes back in time for to like find again. Right. So a lot of people were upset because A, it's Peggy's niece that's trying to hook up with captain american now and so people are like that's weird and i'm like well she's an adult now he's an adult whatever um i think people are stupid and childish but that's just me um so i i don't personally okay, we have both ever sticking points today yeah <laughs> um so i've never really had a problem with sharon because in the and in the comics sharon does end up becoming the love of steve's life that just unfortunately doesn't work out in the movies because the chemistry between Peggy and Steve in the movies is really, really good. Um, I can't deny that. And it created a really good storyline, but whatever. Also, people just, like, ruin things. Um, so, but uh, I think she's really fun. And I was re- I was kind of excited to see her again. Um, and she really, like, she holds her own. And I think she makes a lot of really good points this episode. Um, because she, like, helped them out in Civil War. She got um, she explains that she's like well I got your gear she, she I like the way she explains it she's like well I got arrested because I was busy getting um, saving your ass to save his ass from his ass it's <laughs> 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 like that is a great summation of that movie and um, and then she's like I didn't have the Avengers she's like I had no one I had to go off on my own she's like I, my dad doesn't even know where I am Yeah, and I think that was a really good point two where she was like i was in the right i did the right thing and my government still hates me for it and she's like and she's like and you're talking to me like oh it'll all work out at the end when 
the assassin who has murdered many, many people is now pardoned. <laughs> She's like, what about me? She's like, I'm the reason you were able to save people. And that's why Sam's like, I will help you. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, and, whatever. <laughs> right. And even she's like, I don't trust. She's like, I don't trust favors. And he's like, all right, a deal. Which I, which I thought was kind of stupid because it's just the same thing he pitched her. He was like, you help me, I help you. And she's like, I don't do favors. And she's like, okay, well, can think of it as a deal. And I'm like, okay, so it's the same exact thing, but whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, but I really like, she had, a, she had a hot wardrobe. She looked good in this episode. Um, I was excited to see her. And then... They cut to when they find the professor. Oh, and let's not talk, let's not forget she became a woman a woman of industry and built a whole empire for herself selling artwork <laughs> in this pirate town. Yeah. I was like, this woman, she's she's got something. <laughs> um, but then she gets them all to the lab, and then all of these men are just in a room chatting while she's doing the dirty work and saving all of them again. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That's yeah. just women. I was so annoyed. I was like, all these men are just having a chat. And she's just like, like she's like, how many men did she fight? Like eight? <laughs> yeah, that's because we're badass. Yeah. Women. They yeah. get shit done. Notice men can't give birth. True they that. They not handle it. No, no. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. So she like, this was, this was Sharon's episode, in my opinion. But uh, she fights everyone they had that conversation with the naval guy which i kind of liked how they did this professor i thought he was really cool and how they did his nefarious stuff Mm because he's like i figured out the super soldier serum i'm so cool which i think if you're the only person to figure out something when no one else could then yeah i would feel the same way (laughs) but then he's like then my program got shut down by the government i had no job so i came here because i was like i'm gonna do it myself and i'm like i get that but obviously it's not like altruistic like he should have gone out a different way probably but then the super soldier serum gets stolen by carly um and her crew um they had said yeah and she was like i tried to save my mom which i really feel for carly in this episode because she's lost so much like she she didn't go away when everyone else did right she didn't turn Mm -hmm. to dust um, so she lived in this world where, like, people had to come together and really, like, really struggle forward together. Mm-hmm. And she, like, saw what the world could be without, like, borders. And then everyone else comes back and it's, like, they're trying to put the world back as it was. And she's, like, no, like, there was some good to come out of that horrible tragedy. Right. But then, like, you see the flip side where, like, her mom was, like, in a refugee camp because they had to go there. And she got tuberculosis and she was dying and they kind of brush it off. Like it's like, oh, it's really common in refugee camps. And I'm like, well, they're, that's, they're still people, you yeah. know? And I think in society, it's easy to brush people off like that and be like, Hey, like they're, you know, sorry we that they're all the time. If we aren't, we don't live in it. We don't experience it. We don't know it. We brush it off because we don't, it's not in our, line of sight every day like it is in other countries right it's like that's not my problem right and sorry about it for everyone else and like that's just a very selfless or selfish way of looking at it right so do it all the time 
constantly homeless people you know people who like I don't know we could go on (laughs) but uh so I feel for Carly and kind of her crusade um and so in a lot of ways I'm probably like yeah and I think that guy did too when like when they blew up the car when they blew up the building but he's like oh my god there were other ways there were people that were alive and she's like yeah but this is the only way to get their attention right and like that's that's his struggle he's like no no we can't this is not the way (laughs) right and i think that's what we're starting to get introduced to it's like well it's like yes like i get that but when you're struggling so much it doesn't give you license to like make other people suffer you know right, like right. just because you're suffering like you're right but i i do again there's part of me that agrees where it's like yeah sometimes you have to yell at someone to get their attention and like that's what's that's what's also truly horrible is like sometimes people don't respond unless you're like banging on their door right and it's a really horrible horrible way of looking at the world and I think that's again one of the other cool conversations mm-hmm. they're trying to have with the show. I think I think so too. Yeah. But uh yeah, when she blows up the car and I think that's where we're starting to see the shift. Mm-hmm. Um cuz we're halfway through the show now. We only have 3 episodes left. Um so I think we're slowly going to see the dominoes fall against Carly and uh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's sad. But then we figure out where she is. The gang's all with Zemo. Gangs with Zemo. Oh, but we can't forget that Zemo killed the professor, which we all saw coming. <laughs> but that was, I was like, oof. I was like, yep, there it comes. So, again, complicating his relationship to the gang. But they're like, oh, we still need him. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, t- I'm kind of, I'm on the fence about that guy. Uh, you should be. I would maintain that stance. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm afraid he's still coming after Bucky, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Bucky's still on the radar. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like when he says, oh, he's like, well, he fell in line quite quickly with those commands. And I was like, no, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, you're like, come on, don't be like, like that. Did he or didn't he? Like, that's what we're going to try and figure out. <laughs> um, Yeah. Is exactly. He is he strong or is he not strong? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, he kills. He kind of ruins everything, and then um, he ends up like getting a car and like whisking him off. And yeah, I was like, oh damn! I was like, this guy, he's too smooth. He's too smooth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, they now they're in Europe, and then this is my favorite part of the whole episode was Bucky's like, I'm gonna take a walk. And I like that because he spent so much time in Wakanda when they were fixing his brain. So that way he wouldn't be mind controlled again. Right. He, uh, um, he walks through and he can see the Kamoyo beads. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, I, I was like, when he started picking them up, I was like, I was like, who's it going to be? Um, and that woman is one of the main warrior women because the elite warriors in Wakanda are this like all women um security force. Okay. And she is like the that's Huh? I said that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. And so that woman, she's not a Koye, which is like the leader, but she's like mm-hmm. the step below her, basically. Um, 
And in the comics, she is actually in a relationship with Okoye. So fingers crossed that we see that. Um, but uh, they, it was really cool to see her. And like, <laughs> she's just like, she's like, what'd you think? Like, of course I was going to come for Zemo. Like, come on. <laughs> right. And so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how this works into future Wakanda stories because Ryan Coogler is still figuring out Black Panther 2 and how they want to move forward with that story with the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And yeah. Um, And that movie is supposed to start filming this summer. And then they're also making a new show about the kingdom. Excuse me. The kingdom of Wakanda. And that'll be cool. And that'll be on Disney Plus. And focus kind of on like the whole country and like other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am excited to see. I am excited to see what this means for the show moving forward. But just, you know, from that aspect of things too. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that was cool to see her. That was kind of my favorite. And I really liked the Wakanda music. Like just hearing it. I was like, oh. I was like, it's good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like that. I like their music too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So lots happen. I mean, this is, it's definitely, it's funny when you think about the um, flip side between the conversations we're having in relation to this show versus WandaVision, which deals with like more like mental health and like grieving and suffering and um, maybe the more everyday human emotions that we kind of feel. But on the flip side, we have this show, which is dealing with the everyday human emotions of this other of these, this whole other group of people um, right. that we don't talk about enough that we should talk about more and kind of how we go about dealing with these issues in the real world. And right. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. It's spurring, it's spurring a lot of thought in my head. Yeah. Good thoughts, bad thoughts, scary thoughts. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. I'm glad they're talking about it. Yeah. I'm glad they're talking about it. They're, um, it it needs to happen. I agree. We need to we need to find a way to. And I know I, nobody has any of the solutions, or it would have been fixed a long time ago. And I don't know how you fix it. I don't either. To be I honest, I don't know how you. I don't know how you fix it. It's ingrained, and it shouldn't be, but it is. And I just I'm glad that people are talking about it now or at least willing to talk about it somehow i agree i i'm glad that marvel is taking at least a somewhat politically charged stance with storytelling moving forward because i think especially in a capitalist society everything's political and you know we vote with our dollar in most instances but you know the media you consume and what you see and what you interact with is also how you interact with the world and you know, I think it's cool that they're like, yeah, these are stories that we should talk about. Right. Yeah. So let me go. Oh. Oh, yep. Sorry. One last no. thing I wanted to bring up that not a lot of people will probably recognize, but in episode two, when we meet Isaiah Bradley, we also meet his grandson. His grandson's important because he is one of the founding members of the Young Avengers, also. And he becomes a version of Captain America called Patriot. Um, but like a younger patriot because he ends up, I think he gets injured and he gets a blood transfusion from his grandfather, Isaiah. And so he becomes kind of a super soldier as well. Oh, 
Yeah. Um, so that's cool because now we have Wiccan Speed from WandaVision, her kids, uh, Isaiah. We're getting Kate Bishop Hawkeye in the Hawkeye series. And then we have a Stature, which is uh, Ant-Man's daughter. So we have like oh. a whole a whole team of Avengers, <laughs> young Avengers. This thing's going to go on forever. Forever. It's never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like 85 and I'll be like, can we go see the latest Marvel movie? <laughs> well, we, well, you don't have to be 85 to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll still be that. I'll still be doing that at 85 was my point. <laughs> well, yeah, if we still have movies, I'm, I'm concerned, getting concerned. No, that's true. Wow. All right. Depression now. <laughs> Now we're going to talk. Oh, sorry. I dropped something. Um, you really shook me up with the maybe movie theaters will go away. <laughs> sorry. My bad. Hey, Maggie, no. Sorry, you upset that. Maggie, too. <laughs> yeah, well, Maggie's going to upset me. <laughs> well, Maggie, yes, be quiet. <laughs> well, Mom, thank you for talking. Yes with me these episodes there was this was a lot heavier of an episode than i thought it was going to be for us <laughs> yeah but in a weird way because i was kind of quiet until i had until i added my little um probably too much heartfelt um stuff no but i apologize for that no but, but the good news is is that next week we can actually be in person doing this yeah that'll be fun our first like in-person show yeah. I'm excited. Me uh, too. Yeah, but uh, it'll be. Yeah, I it's it was a good it was a good conversation. I'm you know I'm glad we got to. I don't know. I'm glad you like brought up that stuff and like talked about it. I don't know. I hope it was productive for you. The... Just all of it. Like it wasn't like yeah. you didn't think any of it was like too much or. No, I mean, I'm glad to see, I mean, I'm glad to see that Marvel, you know, it's not just, it, it. in my eyes, it used to just be pure entertainment, you know, like, I appreciate this stuff because it takes me away from my everyday life so I can escape, you know, the escapism in it. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad in these that they're in a, it's in a funny manner in a different context, but they're able to bring up, still kind of keep it light, but I like that they're bringing it up because it is light and you can have it hopefully in a more positive manner. It's sort of like coaching. They always say, you know, there's no point in beating them up when they're down, when they've lost, you know, 20 to nothing right um, you know you're not doing anything by saying you guys suck you're horrible but when you win 20 to nothing that's when coaches can say yeah we won that's great but we really need to work on this and this and this and this because they're in a positive a positive light mm -hmm. and they're going to take it better yeah Does that makes sense what i'm oh absolutely um, i totally so like in this sense i'm glad they're bringing it up in a light in a light manner where it's still entertainment but it's still spurring a conversation that needs to happen yeah it's like a real the marvel company always says like they think of marvel as the world outside your window um because they're trying to make it in a setting where it's not like with dc you know superman lives in metropolis which doesn't exist 
or Batman lives in Gotham, but you know, most Marvel superheroes are like in New York or something or, um, and like, there's always going to be like a few fictional cities like Mandrakor or whatever, but they, they try to make their stories grounded in people and experiences and what stories are happening today. And yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's nice. It is. And I'm not sure I would have thought that before doing all of this with you. Aww. I would have thought it's just there for entertainment kind of thing. And it's it's not. And I like that. Yeah, I think. But it's not heavy either because I don't want that. No. There's too much stuff in life that's heavy. So it, it's spurring a conversation in a, in a, in a way that I like having it. <laughs> yeah, it's constructive. It's like, it's fun. Because yeah. when you're watching, it's kind of you get to make of it what you want. Like you can watch it casually and have just as good a time as like us who are like maybe looking at it a little more critically um but still like enjoying the content for what it is and right um right yeah it's it's totally. it's fun yeah enjoyable i hope everybody else thought it was an, as the episodes were as enjoyable as we did yeah don't don't take our serious demeanor for like no. the lack of enjoyment because we did have fun watching it yeah no i thought i really i actually i really really i really like these <laughs> i really like bucky yeah i mean i mean uh this will be to end on a light note during the episode there was a moment where we were talking and i was like ah oh, bucky's hot and she like yeah and you were like but so is sam and i was like yeah <laughs> and so it was the things that, that that this mother and son duo can this can have in common that not all mother and son duos can have no not all of them but whew. Ah, there's yeah. layers and layers of enjoyment for us in this series yeah. <laughs> oh. well Thank you all for listening again. I had a great time. I hope you guys enjoyed or, you know, learned something or maybe you have an opinion that you'd like to share with us, in which case. Feel free. Yeah. You can. You want us to be quiet about the serious stuff? We will. We will absolutely listen to that. I can't promise I'll be quiet because sometimes, you know, like I said, I open mouth, insert foot all the time. I don't mean it. I'm it's harmless, but, you know. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I do the same. So, yeah, call us out because we're here to learn as well. And we, you know, we'll we'll try not to take offense. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, sorry, I keep yawning. No, it's okay. Long episode, but thank you guys. We will look forward to talking to you again next week for our first live uh, in person for me and my mom. Um, episode if you want to follow us along for more announcements follow us on mom cinematic you on twitter facebook and instagram and we look forward to chatting with you guys soon yep (laughs) thank you (laughs) bye mom bye honey love you love you too